Welcome to Addicted to Recovery, the brand new podcast bringing you the truth about addiction. Our aim is to raise awareness about recovery and change the way society views the addict. Whether you have one too many last night or you have multiple years of recovery, all are welcome here. This is Addicted to Recovery. My name's Christopher White. I'm joined by my dear friend, co-host and fellow recovering addict, Max Thomas. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? Good, mate. Really good to see you. Good yeah. to be back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mate. So today we are talking about sponsorship. Big one. Yeah, it's massive. It's really massive. Um, when I first come around, I heard the word used a few times and um, sort of asked the question, what is a sponsor? And um, can you tell the people, what is a sponsor, Max? Yeah, of course. My take on it is that it's one of the most integral parts of recovery. My experience around it is that, yeah, you can get clean, but staying clean without a sponsor is tough. Right? Yeah. It's um, once you take the drugs or whatever your poison is, um, whatever, your, whatever your addiction is out of the equation, then you're left to, to your own devices. Life becomes very bloody scary, what it did for me. Yeah, and I so. needed that sponsor early on to guide me through life really that that's that's and, and i still use my sponsor today um nearly five years clean to with issues i have around life but early on in recovery the sponsorship role is um to guide the newcomer through fundamentally the step work yeah um to set up their program which means potential prayers in the morning um a gratitude list potentially um going through some step 10 stuff it's for me. I was attracted to a certain person within the rooms of 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 recovery, and I wanted what they had. That they were talking a yeah. good game. I saw they sorted sorted their life out outside of the meetings. Yeah, and, not just talking a good game, but action in it yeah. outside of the meetings. Action in it, and that person who I chose was was it, there was regular meeting attendance. He'd been through the step work. I think he was taking a meeting at the time. And um, I just immediately I was attracted to him. I wanted yeah. to. If it was, it's one of those big moments for me. If he could do it, I could do it. And straight away, I was right. Right, he, he's my man. Is it someone I mean? you identified with on a, the way that they used, or yeah, was it um, completely different to the way you used? I think it's. I think it's. You hear different stories in recovery. You you, you hear people who've got fantastic sponsors for multiple years, tens yeah. of years, and and they use completely differently, yeah. completely different backgrounds. Um, but my sponsor was pretty similar to me. I think that was one of the big things that attracted to me um, about him was, yeah, work was similar. Identification. Um, his using was similar. Um, his family setup was similar. Yeah. What he'd been through was similar to mine. Yeah. So I was just immediately attracted to that yeah. person. Cause I, Same with me. Yeah. I think that was really important in the beginning. Um, I would say maybe after you've been clean a little while and you're going through things, that stuff might not be as important because we now know that addiction is addiction, right? Yeah. But for me in the beginning, I felt like I needed someone that could identify with me as much as I identified with them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I completely agree. My sponsor was very similar when I, when I picked my sponsor. I came in thinking I knew everything, right? That, 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 was, that was one of my massive downfalls. Yeah, I same. thought I had life on point, do you know what I mean? And, and in reality... I knew nothing about nothing. And the yeah. sponsor for me was that person who could basically tell me what to do, how to tell tell me how to keep clean, but really tell me how simple stuff, Chris, like interact with my missus, interact yeah. with people at work. And what a switch yeah. from the person that you are at the end of your active using, yeah. who thinks you know everything, yeah. will not take advice from anyone yeah. to become that person who's willing to put their hands up yeah. and say, 
show me. Yeah, we talked about gift of desperation on, on yeah. previous episodes and you need, well, I needed that anyway to to actually have that moment of clarity and say, fucking hell, I actually don't know anything about life and um, can you help me? Do you know what yeah. I mean? We One of the last episodes we does, did was reaching out for help and um, yeah, I think I needed that moment to then be that desperate and that clueless to actually say to someone, please help me. And that was one of the fundamental things mm. um, for me. It was, I thought it was quite tough asking, I don't know what your experience was around asking your sponsor to sponsor you, but it was. Yeah, for me, uh, I did it over the phone. I was in treatment when I asked my sponsor to be my sponsor. Rhonda, uh, we'd already had a bit of a dialogue outside, um, but I've heard a lot of people say that it was like, oh, I was scared to come and ask. I've had it, people been scared to come and ask me, so I understand that's, that's a part of it. I mean, I've spoke about it before uh, on here. I just had this unbelievable unjustified sort of confidence at yeah. times when I came in. So yeah. it wasn't an issue for me, but um can be really daunting yeah. for someone. You know what I mean? You're asking for someone to commit a lot of their time mm. and um you want to get it right. Plus fear of rejection. Yeah, that was a big one for me, the yeah. fear of him saying no. And in reality it was just the easiest conversation yeah. I've ever had. It was I like, I think I I built it up over weeks and weeks and weeks. Like I said this guy was taking a meeting down in South End and mm. uh I was like edging nearer to him every meeting and having those long chats. And yeah. He knew what was coming. You was probably expecting him to ask you. Yeah. One of, <laughs> one of those, yeah, I wish he'd done that. But yeah, um, yeah when when I when I asked him, he was like, yeah, of course. Because what you realise, and I realise it now um, after being in recovery for, for years, that it's as much used to him as as he is to me. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, and look, we're going to get onto that a little bit later. Yeah. But I, I couldn't get my head around that until I've been clean a little while and I've gone through the process. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Well, we all come in very selfish, Chris, don't we? And being being asked to be a sponsor is um, and, and be have, giving that time to someone freely who's, who's really desperate is is not in our nature, really. It doesn't no, come it's naturally a big to us. It's no. a big commitment. If you're all in and you're willing to do what is suggested, it's a big commitment. So um, yeah, hats off to anyone that says yes to be a sponsor and gives the time to their sponsees. So what's a sponsor to you then? Um, so someone who's got a working knowledge of the 12 steps that is there to guide me through the program. At the end of the day, the program for me is the steps. Yeah. Yeah. The meetings, the interactions with addicts outside is more fellowship-based recovery. Personally, the steps are where it's at for me. Mm. When I came in, you already alluded to it so far that I didn't know how to live. No. Those basic yeah. things that we all have as humans, yeah. I'd lost it. Yeah. And I needed someone to hold my hand and baby me through the process. Mm. They say it, you're like a baby when you come in. Yeah. I've got three years clean. I feel like I'm three years old. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, cool. But- uh, it was the basic stuff, the simple stuff. So I came in like a, a blank slate, clean page, and finally held my hands up and said, help me. Yeah. And uh, my sponsor was brilliant in taking me through the steps. It was a little bit of a tricky situation because it was um, lockdown right. when I came out of treatment. So we couldn't have much face-to-face face-to-face -face contact so a lot of it was over the phone we'd done a bit of facetime zoom calls and stuff like that but um but it was tough that really tough yeah really tough um 
if I'm honest, it sort of made it a little bit easier for me with the whole 90 and 90 thing because I could just do it all online. I didn't actually have to get, get out of the house. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a beautiful process. Beautiful process. Um, he had a, quite a gentle sponsorship style. And I know that some people can be really hard on their sponsees. Yeah, right. How was your sponsor sponsorship style in the beginning? Yeah, it was quite, yeah, it wasn't harsh. It was, it, his way was, I'm here if you need me and use me as much as you need to. But he wasn't, I hear, I hear stories where some sponsors are harsh. And, and to be honest, some people come into recovery and they need the harsh sponsor. Yeah. They need, give, give me a ring at seven in the morning. You must get your gratitude list before eight o'clock. Yeah, some people need that. I didn't quite need that, but so he was, I think if I'd have asked him to be that way with me, he would have been that way. I just want to quickly say like, what a beautiful thing it is in recovery to, I just think all people, even if you're not in recovery, to, if, if everyone had a sponsor, I think the world would be a lot happier place. Like, everyone? Yeah. Oh, there's no question. It's um like there was a chap, we had a conversation earlier it, and um he, one of his friends, um, wives had committed suicide she had some family stuff going on and uh it was um I, I'm not saying it would help but if if she had had a sponsor someone to reach out to and, and a talk program to, to work yeah yeah it might have been a different situation because a lot of people don't they might have a few beers down the boozer and then open up about their their their, their struggles to john over a pint of fosters or whatever but mm. in the morning it's forgotten about and it's not that yeah i think that, and another main thing about the sponsor sponsor which we never we never get judged, do we? Even if no. no, it's not it's not that sort of relationship. It's it's you you can offload your your stuff onto the sponsor and he or she will will come back with suggestions, but it's never a judgment. It's never fucking hell, you you did what? It's it's not yeah, you yeah. never had one of those Sorry, conversations. I can't be a sponsor anymore. You never get that. No, it's no. okay, how do we get through this? My suggestion would be this. And yeah, and let's let's get it right. We don't always take our sponsor's suggestion. That's why it's called a suggestion. Exactly. And we usually pay the price. Exactly. Yeah. Down the line. Yeah. We should say sponsorship, especially in our um, fellowship, it's women for women and men for men. Yeah. Well, that's suggested. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Um, but there are, I, I know. Um, there so, are exceptions. Yeah. There are exceptions. Well, like that. Paula has been on the podcast. I know she, she sponsors some men. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know what I mean? If uh, if it works, it works. But in the beginning, I think it's uh, it's more of a safeguarding thing, right? Yes. It's like an unwritten rule. So going back to the sponsorship style, I think I just asked my sponsor what he does in it on a daily basis. Mm. And he said he, d he d did a gratitude list in the morning. I asked him about that. Why would you do a gratitude list? And um, it was it was all about um, some well, occasionally I can wake up and feel very fucking ungrateful. And I've yeah. got a lot of good stuff in my life. And it's just that... It's that basic stuff, a roof over my head, food in the fridge, I mean, clean sheets, whatever it will be, um, is to get you in that positive mindset. He did that on a daily basis, so I I, I, I followed that suggestion. Yeah. Early on, it was weak, um, regular meeting attendance, 90 meetings in 90 days, he suggested, suggested, and I did that. It was regular communication with him, meeting up once a week or phone calls every other day, whatever's mm. needed for you. And later on, it my program developed into daily prayer, um, daily meditation, and then we, when when we started going through the steps, it um, it was suggested to me again to do a a daily ten um, step ten inventory, which which we did. I don't do it every day now, but I do it when needed. It was so his sponsorship style 
the more I asked him, the more he suggested. But if I didn't ask him, he wouldn't suggest. Yeah. That, that's what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of give and take. Yeah. And I yeah, think, I can look, agree with that. I'm a grown man and I didn't need that. Some people do when they come in, like I said before, they need that real close like babysitting, really. And, yeah. and look, that can become dangerous. Yeah. Boundaries need to be in place. Yeah. In that relationship, sponsor, sponsee. Um, like I've already mentioned, we're like babies, right? And we come in and we can put our sponsor on a pedestal. Yep. And we can get to the point where we're overusing our sponsor. And I know there's been times where it's like, I'm, I'll call my sponsor. He doesn't pick up the phone straight away. No. And I'm like, this is in early days when I was yeah. still really raw. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. I feel like my arm's been chopped off because yeah. I couldn't get in touch with someone yeah. who's got a normal life, yeah. runs his own business, has got his own problems. Yeah. And um, yeah, boundaries need to be in place, right? 100%. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, look, my sponsors sponsorship style with me was very similar to what you just said. Mm. If I asked, it'd be there. If yeah. I didn't ask, it te generally tend to leave me alone. Yeah, I was in a bit of a unique situation. Well, not unique, but quite rare, where I was in a dry house yeah. in my early days when I was doing my my first round of steps mm. and. Um, Funny enough, the guy just called me a minute ago. It was a guy who was quite a bit ahead of me in clean time in the house I was living in, and he'd been through the steps. So I had a couple of people to lean on. Yeah. So I didn't have to call my sponsor with every question that I had. Yeah. I would run everything by him eventually. Yeah. But it was, um, what I would say is, it's really important that one person knows everything. Yeah and you that you're accountable to that person you can't have secrets from your sponsor no and that comes down the line as you go through working the steps i've had some people switch sponsors midway through the steps and carry on from where they were i've had that situation and i'm like now we go back to the beginning because i need to know everything mm -hmm. do you agree with that yeah definitely and um my sponsor sent me a beautiful message chris at the uh at the end of the year, um, this year, and he just it, like, talking about like, like you just mentioned, like the big stuff. Because um, I forget, do you know what I mean? I forget yeah. what I've been through. My sponsor knows everything about me. Yeah. Big stuff. Like today's a little bit different because when he first come in, I didn't have that friend little group that I do now. Where I today, I I don't ring my sponsor with everything. I ring him for the big stuff. My and you're included in that. My my little friend community that I've got three or four people in recovery. They they take most of the action. They take where I've, I've had a bad meeting at work or I've had an argument with missus um, and I need to bounce my behaviours and actions. Yeah, more arbitrary stuff. Exactly. Day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah, but the big stuff my sponsor knows all about and he sent me this beautiful text in uh, at the end of the year and it just, it just um, went over all the big stuff that's happened to me and what I've come through and the, mm. and the, and the good stuff and the bad stuff. And it was just lovely. And it, 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 it brought a tear to my eye actually, cause it was like, it was a, it was, um, it was just a, I just felt the head my back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt that he was. Well, look, we've got the same sponsor. Yeah. I also received a beautiful text. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, and, um, put things into perspective for me. Yeah, it did. I'm like, wow. Yeah. He was like, homes rebuilt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Relationships. Refurb my house. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, we've refabbed our lives, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Cause that stuff, that, that relationship is just, it's priceless to me. That stuff can just, I, I, 
because I'm, I, I try and be in the moment, moment as much as possible. But my, my wife says to me all the time, like, I don't appreciate those moments. Like mm. I refurbed the house for a year, our dream house on the beach. And it was, it sort doesn't pass me by because I, I, I have that moment where, oh, we're in the house, but I'm on to the next thing quite quickly. Mm. I know you're looking at your neighbor's house, like, that one's a bit. And you know I know you're I mean? the same. And, and to have that person yeah. to, to just give me a bit of a summary of what's happened in the, it was, it was a lovely moment. Yeah. I read it out to my missus and she, she was like, are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no I did someone's exactly chopping onions. Do you know what I mean? I did exactly the same. I'm like, listen to this. Beautiful. Yeah. No, but it's, you do, you don't get that anyone else, anywhere no. else, do you? It's like wow. It's one. Of, it was. It was a a beautiful. Because sometimes I think, oh, is am I am I speaking to my sponsor enough? And and then to receive that, it was like wow. Yeah, we have got yeah. a wicked relationship. So it was it was nice, man. Yeah, we're lucky. We've got a good sponsor. Yeah, we've got a good sponsor. But there's plenty of people out there that are doing a great job with their sponsees. Yeah, great job. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me about some special moments that's happened with you and your sponsor, mate. Yeah, there was one early on. Um, and it wasn't really a special moment, but it sort of kick-started my recovery. I share a lot in meetings. I think every meeting I go to, I try and share at. Yeah. Everyone, not everyone does that, and I get it. But for me, I I have to, I only, I only do two meetings a week now, just because of work commitments and family commitments. So the meetings I go to, I need to get the most out of. Yeah. And when I first come into recovery, um, I was, I was sponsor-less at the moment, but, um, I was sponsor-less, sorry. And, um. I was at these meetings and I was I was just not engaged at all. Basically, I was sitting at the back, head down, wasn't doing any readings. Um, could only recognise people by their shoes. Do you know what I mean? That that sort of um, yeah. meeting attendance. And um, my my sponsor, my my to be sponsor, was taking that meeting. He was secretary of the meeting, and um, he came over to me at the end of the meeting. He went, "What you shared tonight was absolutely beautiful." Yeah, and I looked at him with a puzzled face, like. I ain't said a word, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I, then the penny dropped, he was taking the piss. And, um, <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of those... Open wicked, your mouth, mate. Yeah, open your mouth. And then from then on, I started to say, my name's Max, I'm an addict. A little bit about my day, whatever it was. And now you can't shut me up in meetings. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that that was, a, that was a big moment for me in recovery. It was sort of like, move your fucking ego out of the way and yeah. get involved in the program. Get vulnerable. And it was, it was, it was a wicked moment. Um... Obviously, doing doing my step four, and then reading out my step um, step four and my step five was another magical moment for me. So, step Same. four and five will come onto the steps later in the podcast. But step four and five is an opportunity to basically write down all the shit that's happened to you in in your past, all all the people you've hurt, all the resentments you've got, all the fears, all the everything that's holding you back, basically, or was holding me back. And um, sexual inventory goes in there as well. And, um, it was, it's a, t so you write it out in step four and then in step five, you share it with your sponsor and a lot of people get feared up around it. And I was one of those people. I, I, I procrastinated on step four for, for ages, but when I eventually did it, wowzers, it was a, one of the most beautiful moments Best of my thing life. I've ever done. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Took me a while to do it because there was a lot in there, but I, I say it in the meetings for a long time. I was, I was walking around with this backpack full of fucking stuff that I'd done, do you know what I mean? And um people that I'd hurt and resentments that I I, I had I had had. And um the more using I did, the heavier this backpack got. 
and um, eventually I fell over and basically it was just a moment where I took the backpack off and just got on with my life. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The these, down. these step four and five, draw a line in the sand and move forward. And then afterwards we burnt it and we had a we had a laugh and a joke on on his balcony. And it was I left his house that day um just a lighter man. Do you know what I mean? It mm. was a beautiful, beautiful, special moment and um one I'll never forget. And now I've got sponsees that I look after. I'm looking forward to those guys. A couple of them are on step two and three, so they're getting close to it. But I'm looking forward to sharing those moments with my sponsees as well. Definitely. I think that's a, a great part of picking a sponsor that you can open up to. Yeah. Because there's going to be a four and a five and a six and a seven when we're listing all our defects of character. So... Picking someone that you feel comfortable enough with to open up to is massive, massive. for me. Yeah. Obviously, relationships develop, so it's not like, oh, that's the one. I know it's going to be him. This is another thing. You might pick a sponsor, and they're not right for you. Yep. Or you're not right for them. Yep. I'll come on to that. Yeah. yeah so the fact that, that that happens a lot, it hasn't happened for me. I've had the same sponsor since I came in. Funny enough, I did have a previous sponsor from years back, but yeah. I was messing around. I weren't serious in recovery. Yeah. But um, yeah, this time around, one sponsor, and um, I can't see me getting another one because he's just such such a great guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Exactly that. That stuff of getting really brutally honest, right? Yeah. And how I know I picked the right person is when I got onto that step four and I wrote down all, my, all the nitty gritty, my darkest secrets, the stuff I thought I was never going to tell anyone. He, he said to me when I was like, he could see me sort of getting stuck on one that I really didn't want to read out. Mm. And I read it out and he's like, let's stop there for a minute. He's like, let's stop there for a minute. He was like, I did the same thing. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. And I'm like, Instantly oh, put you at ease. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. And he's like, no, literally. He's like, um, I've done the same. He's like, what is that it? I've done this. You know what I mean? Just put me at ease yeah. by identifying with that behavior or that situation that I had so much shame and guilt around mm. and was able to, yeah, just put just put me at ease in the situation. Yeah, because no, most of the things that I've read out in my step four or five, I had like overthought in my head to the max to the point where they are the size of mountains. And in really, there was nothing really there important enough to cause me the harm it did. That's that, That's the conclusion we came Making to. Making mountains out of molehills. Exactly, man. Yeah. And um, what about yourself, stories-wise? Have you got any goodies? Look, one that comes to mind straight away is when we was doing my step one. Like I said, it was lockdown. We was just coming out of lockdown. It was in between the first and the second lockdowns in 2020. And um, no, early 21. And um, I was in the dry house. I've written out my step one. Yep. I went through the step working guide. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, so it's really detailed. Loads of questions in step one. Um, all about being powerless, right? I want to get into too many details about the steps because we're gonna we're gonna touch on that in later episodes. But I got my step one written out, and we met in um, Shoebury Ness. Yep, right on the right on the seafront, and it was like a raging storm that day. And um, we pulled out, he come and picked me up. We're sitting in his car because we couldn't go. There was no restaurants or anything open. We yeah. weren't really supposed to go to each other's houses. So we met up in the car. I had all my, I had my little notebook that I'd written it all down in. It was precious to me. And um, we read some questions out and we got out and we had a cigarette and it was in a bus stop, mm. you know, which was just there. It was like, cause it was raining so much. It was like huddling under the bus stop, having a cigarette. I still smoked back in them days. And um, Proper addict, Starly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real addict style. Back in a bus stop. Yeah, back in the bus stop. <laughs> um, and he looked out. The sea was like raging, crashing up against the wall. And um, he turned to me and he looked out and he was like, that's powerless. Yeah. He's like, you get in there, you'll find out how powerless you are in about two seconds. Mental. And I was like, wow, yeah, it was really sort of powerful stuff. Um, so we got back in the car, done another couple of hours reading, got rid of all the questions, finished step one. He's like, should we have another smoke? Got out, went back to the bus stop. And we looked out and the sun was coming through the clouds and the sea was calm. Yeah, mental. It's madness. Amazing. And um, it was almost like, I'd acknowledged that I was powerless. I'd gone through all the questions and it was like my first real spiritual experience. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'd had a spiritual awakening at that point because I was still really raw. I was only a month into recovery, maybe six weeks into recovery. Yeah, nice. But um, I really started feeling that there was something there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. I'll never forget about it. I, I usually put that in when I'm when I'm doing a share, especially a step one share. So. Yeah, nice man. I've been on the receiving end of it actually. So after a couple of years in recovery, I was asked to be someone's sponsor, mm. which was a beautiful moment for me. And is this um, first time? First time you was asked? First time I was How asked. Was that? No, it was amazing. It was amazing. And um, so I've been working for this um, with this chap for a while, and um, I reckon he was six months clean, something like that. And then I was out washing my car one day um, at my house, which is which is on the front. So there's loads of people normally walking past, and um, I heard this chap say, "Max, Max," and and I looked round, and it was my sponsee, and he was with his mum and dad, and um, yeah, it was pretty cool actually because um, I went over to say hello, and before I could say anything, his mum came over and she hugged me and she said, yeah. "Thank you." Getting a little bit choked now, but it was. It was only then was the realization how powerful this program is mm. not from the sponsorship point of view. Because I said, I said to her, "Look, it's, <laughs> it's not all me. It's, it, he's been doing a great job and coming to meetings and get stuck into the program. He started his step work by then, but wow, like seeing how much it meant to her mm. for her son to be six months clean, whatever he was, after struggling for so many years, and she was probably slowly getting her son back, and she saw me as." Yeah, as the person who was part of that journey, and it was the it was a bit of a wow moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's and powerful to see the knock on effect it has. God, it with proper dummy. It was I was literally out of nowhere washing my car, and the next minute I'm I'm I've got tears in my eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it was um, I share about that quite a bit in the meetings because it's 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 important because what we don't, what I don't, what I didn't understand, sorry, was the ripple effect addiction has on families. Mm. I, I've heard. My family, my, my 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 close family, my wife and my kids. Yeah, of course I have. But that ripple effect, which goes into my wife's mum and dad, mm. it goes into my wife's brother, which goes into my my extended family. And um, yeah, we we do some damage when we're out there, and and in recovery, we we start to well, we try and repair the, the damage that we've caused by um, by getting ourselves really embedded in this program. And it was just lovely moment to see. Um, what my work had done for their family. Yeah. Yeah. Just a small gesture, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take you through. No exactly. Problem. Give him freely of your time. Yeah. So, I that stuff you're just talking about, I obviously we've just come to the end of the year. I don't want to go too much into details about it, but that's when I really sort of see the effects of how I am today. 
mm. compared to how I was a few years ago when I was yeah. still in the madness. Yeah. Right? A lot of family around and I'm able to, my family's just got peace of mind, basically. Yeah. I used to fuck it up all the time, not on purpose, not because I wanted to, just habitually, any social situation, I would ruin it for everybody else. Especially around Christmas, I was a fucking Christmas, nonsense. New Year's, yeah. I was a nightmare, yeah. an absolute nightmare. And um, yeah, I remember one year, I literally went and bought a great big bag of cocaine and I used it every day, like all through Christmas day, boxing day. Like it was just ridiculous behavior. And I mentioned it at Christmas just gone. Yeah. And I was like, the difference, right? My mum had 25 people around her house, all family, yeah. um, on Boxing Day. And there was not one crossword, no. not one dirty look. No. Everyone just really enjoyed themselves. Right? And I know that if I was in a situation like that and I'm still in that madness, that's not possible. No. So the knock-on effect, like you said, with the families, it's just uh, it's profound. And I really notice it around sort of the time of year we just had. So um, Yeah, like Christmas yeah, Day for me. I can't agree more. Christmas Day, like the one I've just gone, I hosted twenty people around my twenty twenty family around my house, which mm. was which was a beautiful thing, and it, it, I wanted to do it. Do you know what stressful I mean? in its own ways, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit stressful, but yeah. um, no, it was nice. And um, but Christmas Day for me, five years ago, I, I would either be still massively hang hung over, either from like Christmas Eve or a work do a few days before Christmas. I'd be moody. I'd be in on myself. I'd be um, I'd be resentful that people were coming around my house, really. Um, and then the drink would probably come out quite early yeah. on Christmas Day. Come six, seven o'clock, once the vodka's flowing, I was just an horrible bastard to yeah, be yeah. around. Argumentative, mm. selfish, um, just just a nasty piece of work. And it would normally kick off between yeah. me and one of my brothers. My old man might be involved. And for no reason. The only reason it would kick off is because of me. Yeah. It was because of me, me, me. And... Um, and then I'd probably embarrass my wife or, do you know I mean? And I wouldn't be in the moment. I wouldn't be playing with the kids and, and making Christmas about them. them. It, the Christmas would be solely about me. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And Self-centered. What I didn't get or what. Yeah. It's all that. Just And, yeah. and, and the contrast is, it, like my, my Christmas this year was fantastic. Yeah. It was just beautiful. I was in the moment. My family wrapped around me. No crosswords, like you said. Yeah. Everyone looking out for each other. And it was just... Um, yeah, that ripple effect and that effect that addiction has on families and that effect that recovery have, has on fam yeah. families is profound, isn't it? It's yeah. Well, my brother massive. said something to me. My older brother is a real sensitive soul and picks up on on vibes and moods and stuff like that. And uh, he said to me the day after Boxing Day, he was like, that's the best yeah. Boxing Day altogether yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. He was like, there was not one thing went wrong. Yeah. And I was like, fucking hell. That's... Mm. That's recovery right there. So you've only fucked up 35 then? 30... Probably 33 Christmases <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah. No, all good, mate. That's all 30, good. 33, but yeah. <laughs> no, all good, mate. We've got this three. one, right? But yeah, um, that's a mad experience when someone comes and asks you to be a their sponsor. Yeah. It happens to me quite early on. I wasn't all the way through the steps. Right. And um, Someone asked me, I said, oh, let me talk to my sponsor. Yep. You know what I mean? I wasn't in a position to, uh, mm. to be making decisions on my own. Yeah. And I come to my sponsor with it, and uh, he said something profound. He goes, um, you're working a better program than the loads of people I know that have got sponsees. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. 
is that as long as you keep working the steps, you'll be in a position to help that person as you go through, as they come through. Sadly, that person didn't stay clean, didn't manage to get them all the way through the steps. But um, people asked me to be to be their sponsor, and it happened quite regularly. You got quite a few now, haven't you? Yeah, I've got seven. Wow. Which is, I think, is a lot. I'm I'm at a position now where I'm not taking any more on. If no. someone asks me, I try and steer them in the right direction. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be a part of their recovery. Mm. I'm happy to be a part of their support network. Yeah, but it's a lot in it. I'm too busy with family commitments, work commitments, my own recovery, plus my sponsees that I've already got. It's great though, mate. What I say to what guys. I say to him is, I haven't got the time that you deserve. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to rob you of that that relationship, which is which is so great. But um. I said to my sponsor, I'm like, why do people keep asking me? Mm. And he's like, because what you're sharing yeah. is attractive. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Because um, we're in the we've cycle come now, from that we? darkness in, into the light and people want a bit of it. But yeah, I've, uh, I've got seven sponsees. I've got four. I've got one all the way through. Nice. Yeah. How was that? Unbelievable. And how was, so I've not, I've, I've not got any sponsees that have done the four and five yet. So what was that like being on the receiving end of that? I was underwhelmed. Oh no! I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be some more juicy stuff in there. If okay, I'm honest, mate. Yeah, yeah. But it but was pretty it, tame. But in his head, he was that was. Oh, juice. it was massive for him. Yeah, it was juicy. Yeah, it was massive for him. Yeah. Um. And yeah, not taking anything away from from what he'd done. He was. He's been honest and he's been really open and told told me everything. But yeah, I was expecting some uh, some real. I was expecting some extended stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, but, but it was great. Um, it was great. Got him through the steps. He worked really hard at it. He got through it really quickly, actually. Um, yeah, nice. He was in a position to do that. He's a bricklayer, so he gets rained off quite a lot. So yeah. on them days, he was just like burying himself in the step work and cracking on with it. Amazing. But he's got a young family, daughter, yeah. missus. You seen a big change in him? Huge change. Yeah. Huge change. Yeah, he's um, he, he's actually he's transformed. Yeah. He's transformed his body as well. Yeah, I know. He was really overweight and, you know what I mean, just a bad lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, yeah, since getting clean, he's got over a year clean now. And he's... Um, Incredible. He's got a bit of discipline in his life. Yeah. He, Structure, right? Yeah, the relationship I see with him and his family, similar sort of thing. I met his missus and she's like, thank you so much for helping him. And um, I think that's about right for us to get onto that point now, right? Us being sponsors mm. helps us. Yeah. Massively. So step 12, once you're all the way through the steps, having had a spiritual awakening, as a mm. result of these steps, we continue to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. Yeah. Right? And that, in the original text, there's a whole chapter working with others. Right? So we get it and we have to give it away. It mm. says in our literature, we can only keep what we have by giving it away. Yeah. And um, I said to my sponsor so many times when he was taking me through the steps, thank you so much mm. for everything you do yeah same and he said to me you're helping me yeah and i'm like what i couldn't get about? i couldn't get mid around yeah, that i'm yeah. like what are you talking about yeah and uh now being on the other end of it it helps me massively mm. uh there's been days where i'm really tired i spoke about this on the podcast before really tired just don't want to fucking do anything and i'm supposed to be going to meet one of the sponsees and mm. i go and meet them and I give freely of my time. Mm. I get out of self, get into service. And it's just like, it's like weights lifted off my shoulders. Because yeah. giving freely of your time, it's the, it's the opposite of what my disease is, mm. which is selfish and self-centered. When yeah. I give freely of my time, it gets me out of that, gets me out of my disease, out of myself, and 
into the solution. Mm. So yes, uh, it's one of the best things I've ever done becoming a sponsor. I love it. Yeah, I've just been asked recently again, actually. Yeah. Um, which is lovely. It was I could I could feel it coming. I was it was like me five years ago. Um, <laughs> honestly, I could I could feel it coming. Um, this chap was getting really close to me, and we we got on. We get on, which is which is which is great. Um, and then he pulled me to one side at a meeting and said that he wasn't. Um, he was ready to move on, basically, from his sponsor. His sponsor was fantastic. He was ready to move on to to a new sponsor. He'd, he'd had the conversation. Um, was I willing to take him through? And I was like, yeah, of course. It, it, it was. Yeah. Um, it, I didn't even. No think, questions asked. No, I didn't even think about it. It was. It was. Um, it's just the done thing. And I've. Um, so I've got two sponsees. Um, and my, my other sponsee, he's on step two. And the same as you, mate. Really, giving my time freely after you've had a really busy day. All my head wants me to do is go home and sit on the sofa and watch Netflix. Yeah. And you just got. Uh, once you battle through that. And you sit with this guy for two hours, and you talk about his step one, two, whatever it is, and uh, wowzers! It's just it, you can't even I can't even put it into words. What what sensation and the it just fills up your spiritual tank, doesn't it? Yeah. Basically, it's just it's like, you up. It's just amazing. The the the, um, the sponsor sponsor relationship um, being on the being from a sponsor's point of view is it's, yeah, it's incredible. Really, mm. it's um, and it's free. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching these guys change, like you said about your your sponsee. Watching a couple of guys that I look after, they're quite not timid guys, but they're not life and soul. And um, I've I've just seen them transform really from coming in um, to the meetings. It's been a a beautiful journey to see them the, the spark come back in their eyes. And, yeah, it's and what it's all about. To start it? lighting up. That's just it's what it's all about. Yeah. I've got a um, I've got a young guy. He's 22. Yeah, amazing. And um, Wow, what what a... he asked me. Funny enough, he was going to ask you. Was it? Yeah, cheeky bastard. <laughs> he asked me, so I don't know what that <laughs> says. But yeah, um, I bumped into him in a meeting, and uh, funny enough, this was after I'd said, "Right, I'm not taking any more on," because right. I thought my plate was a bit full. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, can't, I've got to, I've got to take this guy through. I've got to help him." Yeah, um, he's from local to where I'm from. Loads of similarities. We use different, but just. Um, loads of similarities in our character our personality and um i'm like yeah let's do it and he's been fantastic yeah he's really said, yeah. fantastic and also i've been able to i've got a relationship with his dad mm. so How's once that? again that ripple effect yeah. of the families right yeah so his dad didn't know what to do no um and he got my number and he called me and we had a really good chat mm. And we have regular contact. Right. And he's got his boy back. Must be hard to get into recovery at 22. Crikey. And stay. Yeah. But he's done. Like, I'm looking at it now. Like, if you go back out, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're really in trouble. And I think it's a blessing rather than a curse. You imagine getting this stuff that that young. How clean is he? Um, Six months. He had a few months. He relapsed. Now he's back in. But he's, he's made some changes in his life. He definitely wouldn't have relapsed if I was his sponsor. But. <laughs> funny 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 yeah well look he um he's made some serious changes got himself into a dry ass concentrating on his recovery what he did was got through step one and two and started taking his self-will back mm. simple as that so tough situation even though i knew about his one and two i'm like we're starting again 
Yeah, well, and I made him start from the beginning, but he loved which that. was uh, yeah, yeah, he, he loved it. But obviously, he got the he got the powerless part, but he didn't get the unmanageability part because he started trying to manage his life again. Mm. And um, yeah, now he is on step eight. Just finished his eight. We're going to read it out the weekend, Amazing. and uh, he's going to be start ready to go out making amends. And a um, little bit off topic, but it's it does tie into the sponsorship stuff because. Um, I just want to talk about structure a little bit because I've just, as as we're talking, like you're talking about your sponsees and, and, and myself when I came into recovery, I suppose that I didn't have any structure whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about that young lad, by the sounds of it, you've given him structure in his life where mm. he has to, and this, this is what a sponsor does I've for me. I've pointed him in the right direction. Exactly. The daily program that we go through is, is structure at the end of the day. Like I'm having to put a bit of structure in, around my food at the moment because without it, I'm eating at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Mm. I'm having to put structure in around it because, and that can get out of hand. So if, if I don't have structure in my life around recovery, it, go, it my life gets out of hand. Do you know what I mean? And the sponsor is there to help with that structure. And yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, I think that goes, I hear a lot of people share in meetings and the unmanageability in step one the opposite of our manageability is structure, really. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Having that manageable life is so important to an addict because without it, whatever we do, be it eating, do you know what I mean? Using, drinking. Left to our own devices. It just... We'll fuck it up. It's unmanageable. Yeah. The whole thing's unmanageable. But luckily for us, we've got a program that we can work in all areas of our life. Yeah. doesn't just have to be substance abuse. Exactly. We can use it for everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm in that position at the minute. I made a decision. I was holding, I had, I had a baby a few months ago. Beautiful little baby boy. Nice. Got two of them now. Fucking handful. <laughs> but beautiful, right? I'm yeah. there. I'm present. What a blessing. And um, saw some photos. I'm holding the baby and I'm like, oh, look at the belly on me. Right. And I'm like, right, do something about it. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been just over three and a half months and I've been eating right. I've been training on a regular basis. How's the belly? Going down. The shoulders are coming out. The belly's going in. You know what I mean? There he is. So I I can't do that if I'm in the madness. Yeah. Right? I can't have that structure, that commitment, that dedication to doing yeah. something. And it's all for me about delayed gratification. Yeah. Me, especially the drug I took, cocaine, is all about instant gratification. I want it now. Yeah. I want to change the way I feel and I want it now. Yeah. I want results now. Yeah. So when you can do something like transforming your body and getting healthy, yeah, you put the work in now and the results don't come until much later. And being able to commit and dedicate my stuff to that all comes through this process. And it began with my sponsor. Like I said, that guy in the bus stop smoking a cigarette compared to the person now, I worked a program around stopping smoking. Yeah. I still vape. Yeah. But I don't touch cigarettes. Yeah. And that was like a long, long habit yeah. that I just couldn't put down. Worked a program around it and I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Very rarely, but it's not it's not a daily addiction. Yeah, but then another tool we've been given is the step 10 inventory that we do on a daily basis. So if you're, um, and you're leading into the sponsorship thing again, so we send our te step 10 inventory to our sponsor. What is uh, a step 10? So step 10 is just a, um, a... I mean, I know, just for the listeners. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a question set. We do the same questions, don't we? It's, it's yeah. a, not on a daily. We used to do it on a daily, and we need to probably address that and, and get a bit better at it. But yeah. um, it's a um, set of 10 questions, basically, to clear the wreckage of that day. If, if there has been a wreckage, some days a lot of my questions are, 
okay. There's there's been no issues. But take your um, gym, um, what you're doing at the gym at the moment. If on your stepped in inventory, you kept on saying that you're obsessing about the gym and you were eating, it, it was you're training seven days a week and you're and you're 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 going too far. Um, it would come out in your stepped in inventory. It works in both ways. Yeah. I could either be They're not going to the gym once I've made a decision to go, yeah. which is no good. Yeah. But now I can also take it yeah. in the other direction. Yeah. Obsessing over it, obsessing over it. Yeah, this like is one with, with your golf in the summer, Chris. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when, yeah, I was just all over it. Couldn't yeah. couldn't stop playing golf. And it went I on, was there was consequences. I was not going to work so that I could play golf. Yeah. And then it went on your inventory and your sponsor stepped in and said, Have you have you looked at this a little bit? Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? There we and go. That is the that's another one of those gifts, those tools we've been given. So actually, fucking hell, because we don't realise you. I think you called me and said, I've been playing too much golf. And I was like, yeah, fucking too, <laughs> right? I don't yeah. see you in normal clothes. You're, you're walking Always down, in golf stuff. Walking down the high street with your golf glove on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a ball and a tea in my pocket at all times. <laughs> Why is your caddy with you? We're having yeah. a coffee. But I mean, you say it now, I'm in my gym clothes, right? I've been this morning and where am I going later? Look, I'm, a, I'm on top of it. I'm aware of these things. Yeah. But for me... I know in my head yeah. there's a difference between dedication and commitment than obsession. Yeah. And at the minute I'm in that, I'm focused. Yeah. I'm seeing results. Yep. And once again, a knock on effect. Whoop. Right. Mm. Better health, improved mood. It's um for me, exercise and diet is key. Massively. But if that turns into seven days a week in the gym, double sessions every day, then it needs addressing. Of course like it for does. me at the moment, I've had to put some structure around my grub because it was getting out of hand, mm. especially over the Christmas period. I was like eating pork pies for breakfast, but yeah. it was, um, so that's, I'm, that's I'm, ex it's expected. I'm doing this intermittent fasting, which mm. is not, it's not an extreme version, but again, what is it doing for me? It's giving me structure, which I need mm. because if, if, like sponsorship, if I'm told to do something, I do it now with this intermittent fasting. I've only been doing it a week, mind. Let's see how it goes in a month. Yeah. Um, but with the intermittent, someone's telling me to stop eating at a certain time and, and telling me to start eating at another time. Yeah. I know that sounds mad to the listener probably, but hopefully some of you can um, relate to it. But I need that in my life because mm. otherwise I'll be eating at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Biscuits yeah. when the kids have gone to bed. Wife comes down in the morning. Where's all the food for the lunch boxes in my belly? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. There's bites missing out the kids' sandwiches. Exactly. Yeah. You've only got a f what five minutes left, haven't we, Chrissy? So let's um, let's wrap it up a little bit. But um, I think why don't we talk about briefly? If there's anyone in the rooms of recovery, and they've they've admitted to themselves, maybe to their families that they've got a problem with whatever substance it is, gambling, sex. I mean powder potions whatever it is um and they've they've made that first step to get into get into a meeting and they're they're doing what i did back in the day where you're where you're going to meetings but not really participating in recovery um for me the sponsorship process is so bloody important make mm. that step reach out go to meetings identify someone that you want to be like that that you're attracted to and fucking ask him to be the your sponsor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That would be my advice around it because, look, I'm five years clean in March, which is just, it's just beyond my wildest dreams to be that clean and um, just be this new person that I am today. And without doubt, I would not be sitting here without a sponsor in my life. Mm. It is like, it's 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 the biggest tool, I'd say, that I've been, been given in recovery. And... Um, it's just, uh, I mean, if there's, if, if you are struggling out there, but you're, you, you've made that decision to get into recovery, just get yourself a sponsor, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You need one. Yeah, it's um if you're serious about recovery and you want to go through the steps, you can't take yourself through the steps. I'm sure you could, but I wouldn't advise it. No. Um get a sponsor. Do what they tell you to do. Work the steps. You will stay clean. It's a promise, right? Yeah. It's a promise. Anyone who does what is suggested to a T, works the steps, gets open, honest, you can't relapse. Mm. If you relapse, you miss something. Yeah. So there's always something in there. There's always something. And it can just be something so subtle. It could be something small. Like you said, it's the ants in the room that get us, not the elephants. The big things we seem to be able to deal with. It's the little day to day, mundane. Yeah. I'll, I'll struggle indoors with like little things. There'll be something my missus will say and it'll just get me. Or it'll be like, my kids are not behaving or. I've done everything I can with my baby and he's still crying. And it's just like them little things by going through this work with a sponsor, I've got the tools that I need to be able to deal with. And if I need to vent, there's someone to vent to. Mm. So it's, um, it's massively important. Just like you said, if you, uh, if you haven't got a sponsor and you're in recovery, take the plunge. I went to a meeting on Wednesday just quickly. And, um, there was a girl that she was sharing at the meeting. She was a year clean. I remember her coming into recovery. And she had lost her kids at that point. She mm. couldn't see her kids. She, her family weren't speaking to her. She was just on her ass, basically. And um, she shared last night, and wowzers, she, it, sorry, she shared on Wednesday, and it just completely blew me away. Like, I think she's now got some sort of visitation rights around her kids, and she's mm. working towards some some custody around them. Um, but just her in her the way she was and the way she, like this this girl didn't really share much in the meetings at the start and she mm. was up the front sharing to a room of people with about 40 people in it. Oh, she's on the main share. She's on the main share oh, and it was just, it was one of them that blew me away and I share back to her and I say it every time, I say, I am not surprised you're sitting up there. there you go. I'm not surprised you're sitting up because you're doing all the things that your sponsor has suggested to you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? She's, she's working the steps, she's doing her gratitude, she's reaching out to the newcomer, r regular meeting attendant, she's got a, a connection with a higher power of her, her understanding. She's she's right in the middle of the boat. She does loads of service. She's up at area. I see her up at area. Yeah. And it was just one. It blew me away. But I wasn't surprised. I yeah. was not surprised. If you do what is suggested to you in this program, and I said to her, "You've got." A, uh, she, I think she shared in her main share. She said, "I've got a life beyond my wildest dreams." And that wasn't a Ferrari on the drive. That no. wasn't a four bedroom house. That wasn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, a private jet. It was. Uh, she 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 spoke about capability and um, gratitude and peace of mind, strength, and all that. All mm. those words were coming out of her mouth, and it was just, it was it, it was one of those shares that was like I needed it. Do you know what I mean? It was just mm. after the Christmas break, and I, I hadn't done as many meetings as I should have over the Christmas break, and um, it was just it was a beautiful thing to be, be right be back in the middle of, of the boat, right? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Brilliant. Well, look, guys, I hope that's um, cleared up any questions people might have about sponsorship. I'm sure you've got many more. Um, but yeah, it's been great to do another episode. Good to see you again, Max. And uh, we'll be back next time. We're going to be delving into the steps a little bit. We're going to uh, start talking about working steps one, two, and three and kicking off with this, uh, with this process of working the 12 steps. Nice, man. All Looking right. forward to it. Peace. Bye. Thank you.